0: your weekly opportunity to drain the monster my name is matt (laughs) and joining me today is a very special guest
1: matt hey what's going on
0: uh not much uh this is the second week of the spring anime season we'll be covering every sports anime that aired between april 9th and april 15th uh one quick announcement up here at the top we have one review remaining from last season and that is tq as well as its spin-offs. so we will be airing that on friday um and then much to the chagrin of many i'm sure uh we will be going back to our one episode a week format moving forward correct um so all that being said
1: do you have anything else matt uh no i'm good uh so if you don't mind i'm just gonna jump right into Yamushi pedal okay Okay, so this week was just largely about the race between uh, Teshima and Koga. But, uh, essentially what we find out is that Koga was once, like, he wasn't even really their ace. He was, like, he was Sohoku's, like, kind of backup ace almost, uh-huh. but he had already injured himself. And we discover in this little flashback that he, and like, he basically injured himself further by trying to take... Uh, Kinjo's place in the Inner High when he got injured that one time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh... On the... I want to say it was the third day? Maybe it was the second day. I think it was the second day. Yeah, the second day. They have a race to determine who was going to become the captain once and for all. Uh, And uh, Koga almost pulls out a victory against Teshima but Teshima ends up, of course, pulling out a win. Uh... There's a little, there's a little bit more detail, but that's kind of just the broad strokes of the episode. Not really like a whole lot happened this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I, uh, I actually rather enjoyed it, and I know you disagree. Well,
0: yeah. So I, I, I think the the extent to which we've discussed this beforehand was that my initial reaction coming out of the episode was, oh man, I was hoping Yojpedo was going to turn over a new leaf. And your reaction was, thank goodness Yoapeta turned over a new lead. <laughs> um, so I, I'd actually rather hear your your side first, what you think worked about.
1: Okay, there was a lot that was really, really silly this episode. I'm going to give you that. Uh, like, for example, the fact that Teshima apparently... Or, no, sorry, not Teshima, but Oyaki just apparently knew on this day that they were going to be having a race to determine the captain without any communication with Teshima. Mm -hmm. Just, he calls everybody together and is like, hey guys, you should watch this race because it's going to determine. It's like, wait a second, how'd you know that? Uh, There was a couple other really, really weird things, like how Teshima kept hyping up this episode, how he was going to do something that only
0: (laughs) a... uh, That only a... uh, An ordinary man.
1: Yeah, an ordi- only an ordinary man could do, and I guess that was just try really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta accept a lot with that. I've kind of come to accept that about Mushi Pedal. You kind of just have to learn to accept what's going on. Uh, once I kind of got past that, though, I actually really liked Koga's backstory. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that was really interesting. I I kind of appreciate that it's kind of. Like, it's sort of embracing this, or, or kind of giving an alternate argument to the whole, like, we need an ace mentality. Uh, because of the fact, like, he was writing in the inter-high with them basically just so he could get practice, you know. Nobody was actually expecting him to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, especially because, you know, he had injured himself, but he had become so obsessed with his own title... Um, of w- you know, the... that kind of, kind of drove him mad, you know, it kind of made him feel like, I, I don't care what they have to say, I have to be the one who uh, rides for the team. And I actually kind of like the fact that he never really got over that. He didn't learn his lesson Uh, during that, uh, like, afterwards. Yeah, he like, still cause... thinks
0: of himself as the stamina simpleton, just that, oh, he made a technical mistake, but he wasn't wrong.
1: Right, and... I think that was actually kind of a unique twist for Koga that I wasn't really expecting. Because even, you know, as he was saying, you know, in his own mind, he's saying like, I'm doing this for the best of my team. But I appreciate the fact that his whole issue was that he was letting his ego get the best of him. And that actually is what ended up causing him to lose the race. Because he kind of, he sort of accepted the fact that he won just before the, when he passed Teshima before the finish line. Right and i actually really liked that little twist there and that's what act- that's what made the episode work for me hmm. um not only that i actually do kind of like the fact that teshima has just sort of accepted the fact that, like yeah nobody actually expects anything of me uh like i i understand that and i don't really mind it's a little it's a little uh fangirl baiting a little bit yeah, that like, he's like oh, but poor no but- teshima yeah yeah, like, but Al Yagi does. He's the only one who does. It's a.
0: <laughs> I know. He's like, there's one man who understands me. He's like, okay, we get it.
1: And yeah. after I discussed this with him in the sh- in the bath with him together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's like that's a little much. But you know, it's like I, I kind of do appreciate about about Teshima's character, and I kind of like that they brought that. Like, it, it reminded me why I liked Teshima being the captain of the fir- in the first place because he's he is like an ordinary guy. Uh, And they've made sure that you understand that throughout the series. I mean... Okay, yeah, his plan was silly. The fact that his plan was just to try really hard, but... Right. Yeah, he's a
0: genius of strategy.
1: Yeah, exactly. His
0: his strategy was to keep up with Koga's pace and then pass him
1: at the end. Yeah, and it's like, that's not really a strategy, guys. Yeah. Uh, Can I go? But it's... Oh yeah, please by all means. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hog the. Oh no,
0: you're, you're fine. I'm, I'm just saying the uh, so, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you were saying. I think okay. I think the highlight of the episode was the, the flashbacks of seeing, getting some understanding of why Koga is the way he is, why Tetsu is the way he is. I I really liked that. So this was on the whole better than some of the bad episodes this season have been. Okay, um, I agree. What I guess what frustrates me, I th- I think I think our difference is that you might be more comfortable accepting Peta logic than I am, <laughs> um, like just taking it in stride. Um, yeah, because a little bit. What I still am so frustrated with is all of these races ending it with photo finishes, where it's basically indiscernible who was actually better like do those two inches really signify that one person is way better than the other um and then for so they're they're basically like halfway through the training camp and they just decided that this is going to be the determiner of who's the captain of the team when at the beginning in last week's episode they said okay whoever gets to a thousand kilometers first will be the captain and they're like okay and i'm like all right fine um but this time they're just like uh you want to just decide now um (laughs) when it was clear that teshima was being affected by koga's pace more than koga was like at at the end of the day teshima had given everything he had and koga kind of hadn't like he he was in the lead the whole time he was basically pulling teshima so to me, it was clear that Koga was a stronger rider over a thousand kilometers, but because they agreed to this little race in the middle, uh, that meant Teshima was better, um, and and so and that that's that's what gets me is like is is that Koga right after that is like I leave the school in your hands um, when what he should have said is like well i'll see you at the end of the race um or like um the difference of two inches is not instructive as to our overall abilities and we should take every all the information into consideration before we determine a reasonable lineup and also okay. Kabaragi still hasn't finished yet so maybe i should be the sixth man
1: Okay, I did think I did have that thought, but keep going.
0: No, that that, that, that pretty much sums it up. Okay, okay,
1: no. I do agree with you on one aspect that it's like, okay, so if Koga's this amazing, why is Kabaragi, why are we even pretending that Kabaragi is a thing? Right. Like, just make him an alternate at this point. Like, Koga's clearly clearly should be on the team here. But and I, but I am actually gonna defend their race here. The entire point of this race, what I feel like, is that it was all about Again it was about Koga's arrogance. it was all about the fact that he he felt so comfortable with his own like with his own natural talent that he let that overcome his sensibilities. Yes, he is the better racer than Teshima. However, the fact that he's still letting his uh, his natural talent get the best of him you know he's letting his overconfidence get the best of him, That, like, that was my takeaway from the episode was that Koga was accepting, okay, this is why you're the captain, because you're going to be the one who's going to let, like, when it comes right down to it, you don't let things like talent or natural ability get in your way. And that's what I liked about that. And that's why I didn't really mind it so much. That being said, you are totally right that it is silly that, like, yeah, of course this race didn't actually, like, doesn't actually determine legit... Ability, And I think the episode could have done a better job connecting that with Koga's overconfidence. But I did kind of get the sense that that was what they were going for. So
0: I think think my opinion of this may change in retrospect based on what happens next week. Because what they could very easily do is Koga could say, like, you know what? My knee has been starting to hurt, but I just had to, like, raise Teshima to the next level. And then Koga just disappears, and then I will, like, want to burn this down um but uh if if what they do is like koga's like well another day another dollar and he just gets out there and he keeps winning and he's like still really good and he's like well i can be on the team now right and they're just like yes kaburagi doesn't matter let's not talk about him (laughs) then i will be all in
1: You know what? That's fair. But we both know that's not what's going to happen. I know. There's too much promotional material. There's too much buildup of Kaburagi. You know he's on the team. I know. He's just that so boring. It... I know. I know. He really doesn't need to be there. And I'm sorry if there's anybody here who's listening who's a fan of him. Uh, but he really does nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, speaking of characters who really don't do anything for us, you want to talk about Nauto and Tiger Mask? <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, Um, so this is Tiger Mask episode 27. Um, It sort of uh, has has two parallel plot lines in in this one. Um, One is the ongoing tournament with New Japan Pro Wrestling, where every match that the uh, Miracle 1 and Miracle 2 are in, who are these GWM wrestlers in disguise, every match they're in, they get disqualified because they are like intentionally injure people and commit fouls um and so all the wrestlers are mad at them and uh so uh rainmaker decides he's gonna fight them in the final and um he's gonna you know make new japan pro wrestling stand out on its own merits um on a separate note uh tiger mask himself is fighting it was introduced last week king tiger In a a, like GWM, it's his last match that he's under contract to fight for GWM. Um, and so he fights this martial arts expert named King Tiger, uh, who has no lines, um, but is just sort of thrown into the match. They wear functionally (laughs) identical masks, which is a little uh, except King Tiger's mask is like a reddish brown stripes, whereas Tiger Masks is black. Um, but it's the same yellow mask otherwise, same expression um, and they, they have this extended fight it's reasonably well animated and uh, King Tiger is clearly a better striker he's able to prevent Tiger Mask from getting a hold of him um, until he doesn't and uh, <laughs> King, King Tiger lands a, a strong blow against Tiger Mask but Tiger Mask deflects it and then Pyle drives him as he is wont to do, uh, and he ends up knocking him out and winning the match uh, because uh, for this match specifically, they said it has to be a knockout. You can't just get a three-count win. Um, and then at the end of the episode, that shifts back over to the New Japan Pro Wrestling match that same day, and uh, Miracle 1 and Miracle 2 appear again, and they're causing trouble, but they introduce that... Uh, they have more people on the way and that they're going to multiply and they introduce Miracle 3, another wrestler, and Tiger Mask. And so the three Miracles and apparently Tiger Mask are on the same side ready to take down New
1: Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Uh, I... You kind of implied it in there. There is one part of this episode I like and that is... The fight with Tiger, with, uh. King Tiger. Yeah, with King Tiger. Sorry. There's so many tigers. tigers Yeah, there's so many tigers. There's too many tigers. That's an entirely separate complaint I was going to have. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I like the fight with him just in regards to just the, uh, just in regards to the visuals, it's pretty well animated. There are some pretty great hits in there. Um, it does kind of crack me up that Tiger literally like broke uh, King Tiger's leg and he's still standing on it, yeah. like maybe limping a little bit. Yeah, but... no, he snapped his ankle. <laughs> yeah, no, he he snapped that guy's ankle. He literally took his leg and bent it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but reg- disregarding that, there was one other part I liked during that match, and it was the part when he was thinking back to a time he watched Daisuke fight and everybody was cheering for Tiger Mask and that's what caused them to get up and keep fighting. Uh Because they were getting dangerously close to doing this whole dumb, stupid stuff with, like, Rory being the Like, Rory being his reason for getting up and fighting Uh and having that not mean anything. Eh, I'm willing to buy the fact that he's at least... That, like, the cheers are what get him back up. It doesn't really, like, hit home emotionally, but you know what? It's still better than... Like having Ruri be his motivation again, sure. But but yeah, other no, than was, that, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, this was uh, this was pretty bad. Uh, I I don't know if they can do anything that's going to make me accept the fact that Tiger Mask is helping out uh, global wrestling monopoly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, and clearly, I mean, they'll they'll go into it more next week, but they had you know Takuma and Daisuke uh watching the tv the, the broadcast <laughs> and they're like oh no Naoto you're going down the same dark road that I did it's like okay lay it on a little thicker but
1: yeah kind of not all it's like either somehow they're using Tiger Mass image to like like as an advertising thing but it's clearly not it's not going to be Naoto yeah, the, case, yeah maybe that's going to annoy me because no, at that no. point it's like what's the point even right
0: yeah, yeah, because he never spoke, so I do kind of have a feeling that it might not actually be Naoto in the costume, uh, right? Because they said, "Oh, you just have to sign this contract, and then you can do whatever you want." It might, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, so in interesting theories, this is this is the only way we can make this show interesting—is theories. Um, so, <laughs> uh, my what would will I'll go first actually. Uh, theory on what the contract was that he signed with Miss X. Um, I'd say my first theory, first possible theory, is that he sold the rights to the tiger mask image. So even Naoto won't dress up as tiger mask, you know, for like two episodes until he gets it back. But, um, he'll like, they, they said they'll offer him a chance to fight the third if he gets rid of, if he sells them the tiger mask image and he, he fights under like his own name or something.
1: Right. Okay, that does make a little bit of sense. that That makes a little bit more sense than what I was thinking, which was just that he kind of sold them the. Well, I guess that is kind of roughly around what I was kind of thinking was that he.
0: Yeah, you're you were just I, saying I that like me about someone that, else it, would be able to wrestle as Tiger Mask, and he would also still wrestle as Tiger Mask.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah basically, that that's kind of more what I was thinking. Like maybe that they're maybe he's still allowed to be Tiger Mask, but they're also allowed to have a Tiger Mask. Right. I guess. Right. Uh, which is just kind of stupid, because why even bother then? Yeah, uh, Your idea makes a little bit more sense. It's still a little irritating to me, though, though because Naoto is such an uninteresting hero.
0: Well, he doesn't uh, have... Attributes.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, you're right! No, you're absolutely right! He doesn't have a personality. He doesn't have traits to his character <laughs>
0: yeah except his for like determination
1: <laughs> right essentially like in being shy around Ruri, Yeah. like and i guess that's what makes that idea not work for me is the fact that like his entire like he himself even said like tiger mask is supposed to represent like the hopes and wills of all the people so he can't really claim the name but he's clearly just a hypocrite who's just using the name so he can get his own revenge against, like, Tiger the Great Third. I thought the whole dynamic was supposed to be that Tiger Mask understood the evil's of global wrestling monopoly, whereas Tiger whereas Tiger the Dark didn't really care. Yeah. Like he just wanted his revenge. Like that's where the contrast is. Well, yeah, because
0: so so we got in the end of the last season, you know, we Takuma learned his lesson for si- siding with GWM. Um right. But now, are we just going to have to have Naoto learn the exact same lesson?
1: Right! And it's like, that's... Why do... What's the point of that? You already had a character who taught us that! Yeah. Who taught us the problem! There's no point for the... For... This character to be doing that. I think that's really why I was saying, like, I don't think that there's anything this episode can do that can make me, like, okay with this, because... Either way, it's still Naoto just selling out the name to his character, and it's yeah, like, Either that just or repeating it's, the same story arc.
0: It, it could be him. Like, you know, we shouldn't ignore the fact that that could be him fighting with GWM, which, you know, is kind of worse.
1: Right, which is even worse, but it's still the same basic idea. It's like, why are we doing the Tiger the Dark story again? Yeah. Like, we don't need to have a character who's corrupted by GWM. Yeah. The series just feels like it's all over the place. Like, I feel like my understanding of the original Tiger Mask is that it had a very simple setup. You have Tiger Mask, uh, GWM sends weird, goofy characters uh, up against him uh, with different varieties of fighting styles, but he comes in and saves the day. That's it. That was the formula. Mm-hmm. Here, it feels like they're kind of trying to have that formula, the, that same idea, but they're also trying to st- tell like, this really like multifaceted character story. But... <sighs> It doesn't work because Naoto sucks.
0: Right. Well, and every character is dressed up like a tiger. Um. So yeah. what do you think the purpose was to have King Tiger as a character? <laughs> and, like, I, why I, does he look exactly like Tiger Mask and no one acknowledges
1: that? Yeah, like, he's just like, oh, he's just another tiger fighter. And it's like, he's literally the same character. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's just... I don't even know what the point of that was. Like, I guess maybe outside of saving some budget by not having to come up with another character design? That, that just uh,
0: seems ridiculous, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've already established, the, established that the show is vastly under budget. But, I mean, like, like you said, he didn't even have a line. I didn't even think of that until you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... Uh, and there's one other issue I do have with Tiger Mask in this episode was that they have this whole scene with Naoto talking with Ruri, but, you know, he's as Tiger Mask. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of meant to be this kind of weirdly sort of like intimate, intimate moment between the two of them. And I feel like the series doesn't understand that Ruri doesn't know that this is that uh, Tiger Mask is Naoto. Um. So yeah, like, why is she
0: talking to him like that?
1: Yeah, like why? Why are they talking to one another like this?
0: Like they're so re- t- you know they're so relaxed. It's as if they've had a lot of interactions before, which they really haven't.
1: But I mean, they technically have because Naoto has.
0: Well, no, I I know, but yeah, it, it's like what you're saying. Like, would she be talking in such a relaxed and informal manner with someone who is one a celebrity and two she's barely spoken to?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like. And it's like, Naoto, don't you understand that Ruri doesn't, like, see you as Tiger Mask? Like, there's an issue here, because she's kind of falling for this guy who's not you, even though it technically is. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's very frustrating.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. And, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about whether, well, two things before, before I move on. One, that was... King Tiger's supposed to be Naoto's dark side. Um, Oh, okay. And, like, oh, it's the evil version of Tiger Mask, and he had to determine that he was going to fight for the side of the people, Um, even though, like, he may or may not have immediately betrayed that by joining GWM. (laughs) Um, and, two, like, why does GWM own a mask that's exactly like Tiger Mask's mask? It has
1: a red streak
0: in it, Matt. Yeah, okay, you're right.
1: Um... (laughs) I mean, they sell the tiger ma- like doesn't uh Haruna sell the tiger mask just as like merch? Well,
0: I think she sold a she sold a different version of it because she sold the cutoff uh, okay. one that she wears herself as Spring Tiger.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. Because I was gonna say it's like they could have just bought one from Haruna and put a red streak in. It. It's like see, it's not tiger mask. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, also the last <laughs> thing I was
0: gonna say is that while I was watching the episode, I was. Internally, trying to come up with a theory that King Tiger was Fukuwara Mask, but then, he, but then he was announcing, and I'm like,
1: "Come on,
0: who? Just Matt, give me something.
1: Give me something here. We've already established that Fukuwara Mask is not like a person. Okay, he's just meant. That, I know he's comedic efe, comedic effect. I'm gonna point. find
0: that's... a theory, Matt. That's all. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'm gonna find is big wind up. Dang. Ugh.
1: You want to you wanna cover a big wind-up there, buddy?
0: Uh, yeah. Let's just ignore the transition and jump into the episode. Um, cool. This is, this is uh, episode two of Big Wind-Up. Um, this is basically the beginning of the training camp. Um, they take a bus out to the training camp. Uh, Coach Momoe has raised some money to help pay for this experience. And they get there, and they're playing on a local field and momoe starts teaching uh mihashi some techniques to improve his form Um, specifically she asks him to stand on a wooden block uh on top of the pitcher's mound in order to improve his balance um and also to hold a weight in his left hand while he throws with his right in order to help him learn to propel his body forward Uh, essentially he's been throwing but he's only been using his shoulder and his arm muscles and he hasn't been using his entire torso to put momentum behind the ball so he wants to learn how to throw harder um but Abe the catcher is very frustrated by this because he's convinced that Mihashi has all the skills he needs and that trying to mess with it will just make him worse um but Mihashi wants to do it anyway because he wants to throw hard and prove that he can um Abe gets very frustrated and you know grumbles about how all pitchers are pricks and they're all the same and they're all arrogant. Um, Ultimately he gets taken aside by Momoe saying that, you know, he needs to be someone, his role as a catcher isn't just to tell a pitcher how to pitch. It's to support them and help them grow. Um, He doesn't totally buy it, but he's going to follow her lead at least for the moment. Um, And then separately, Uh, Shiga, the team advisor, teaches everyone about hormones and uh, (laughs) uh, how by managing uh, your diet and managing your discipline and uh, being able to call on the hormones that best support your brain and practicing that now, you can use it in-game to make your in-game psychology uh, beneficial to you instead of having it work against you. Um, and the episode ends with them, uh, having a big pillow fight because he tells them that the only way to truly know your teammates is to sleep in the same bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, I, thought this was, I thought this was a pretty solid episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one small complaint with it, but, uh, overall it was pretty great. Uh, I i watching this and I was, you know, last season we were really, you know, like, Coach Kamori was, like, far and away, like, one of our favorite characters of that season. In All Out, And it's like, yeah, in All Out. Uh, And now I'm watching this, it's like, man, I forgot how great of a coach uh, Momoe is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, I love the fact how, like, she knows that these are high school boys and that she can play them like a fiddle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I love that scene with her and Abe out in private. And like you know, like Abe's being a very stubborn teenager, you know, it's like as you know, Abe being the authoritative figure we uh, that he is, you know, we kind of see him. You know, a lot of anime has a tendency to portray high schoolers as basically just adults who happen to still attend school, right? Yeah, uh, and that's kind of the the sort of presentation we've gotten with Abe. But I love that little reminder we get when you know he's kind of being defiant towards Momoe, you know, trying to speak to her as an equal. And then, uh, you know, she grasps his hand and he's like, but you will understand. And he just gets really nervous and awkward and he's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And I just, and I love the fact that she understands because she's a very, you know, she's a very beautiful woman. Yeah, and she's and like
0: she, way older than him, so.
1: And way older than him. And you know, she knows that all she has to do to get him, like, to get this kid to understand what she's saying is just be, like, briefly very intimate with him.
0: Well, yeah, just I and mean, it's not so much intimate, it's just like. Make him uncomfortable, look him straight in the eye, and tell him, I'm an adult, trust me, you just do, do what you need to do, be supportive, and it's gonna work. And he's just like,
1: okay, (laughs) Uh, okay, Uh, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah, because, like, as an adult, if you were to do that to another adult, they'd be like, why are you touching me? This is uncomfortable, you know, (laughs) but just, uh, because he's, you know, 16, she can just look him in the eye and he'll be like, okay, fine, fine, whatever, yeah, fine. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: okay, 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 yeah. And it's like, and I, I love, again, you know, I, I like it when uh, series, like when sports series do kind of understand that these are characters in high schools and not just necessarily kids who have free reign to kind of do whatever they want.
0: Well, right, and the best example of kids who are in high school in this show is Tanjuma, because he talks he doesn't think through what he's saying you know right. he's kind of he's a class clown he's basically annoying but like he's he's funny um but he's funny right. because he's in a tv show if if we were dealing with him in real life it would be like <laughs> oh my gosh teenagers you know like when will they shut up when will they stop just like making noise to try and impress everyone with how funny they are um right. because that's totally the vibe uh and again it works for the show but I like the fact that not every member of this team is just like we have to devote ourselves to getting to Koshien you know like super serious about it and like managing all their own training by themselves because they're such experts which a lot of shows do yeah we should pedal um <laughs> where here they're like yeah i mean i guess i'll play baseball it's fun and they're like uh, and and T- tajima's like well I'm, i want to go to koshien and everyone's like we were all too embarrassed to say it um which again <laughs> I, I, I i appreciate it for the same reason i appreciate all out like um they just talk like teenagers
1: right and you, you mentioned something in there, you know, where they talk, you know, it's like a lot of other sports anime try and treat these characters like they're adults, uh or, you know, who just kind of happen to go to school, and you know, how they're like these perfect experts who understand everything about it. And I love how they play with that with Abe, because Abe is so yeah. confident in his abilities. Yeah. And like, the fact that like, Momoe constantly undermines him, uh like to Mihashi, because, you know, he, she mm-hmm. flat out addresses the fact that it's like hey look man like you don't actually want what's best for mihashi you just want to be able to control him so that you can be the, like so that you can be the star
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but you're not actually thinking about what he might need like maybe his control is his best uh, attribute but this is a kid who really wants to have like the confidence to throw a fastball too like you gotta understand that
0: yeah and I I, I like the fact that he tries to sort of slither out of that conversation by saying, like, well, you know, you and I just have different philosophies of catching, so I'm going to go by my philosophy. And effectively, she just says, like, no, you're wrong and acting like a child. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a different philosophy. You're just immature.
1: (laughs) Right. He's constantly trying to act like an adult, Mm -hmm. but, like, Momoe kind of just sees through his crap, and it's like... It's really satisfying to have a character like that. I love momo a.
0: Yeah. So you, you mentioned um, at, at at the top of this section that you did have one issue with the episode. What was that?
1: It, it, it's a slight one. I, so you had mentioned that in your summary about the whole description of the uh, of the hormones that affect our brains. Uh-huh. That section is goes on for about three or so minutes, and literally it's just... It, it feels like a lecture a little bit. It's basically just uh, the character uh, Shiga... He's basically just going through and listing through what all of the different hormones do and how you can do to train them. On one hand, I do appreciate it because it's also because there is kind of this acknowledgement. It's like, look, training isn't just about getting physically stronger. It's about a mental thing, too. At the same time, though, it really does just feel like a very long lecture. Mm -hmm. And I I, kind of wish they had done just a little bit more to spice it up.
0: Yeah, I I feel like it's one of those things, and I don't remember this from when we watched it a decade ago, but I feel like it's one of those things where it might come up later in games where they realize, like, Oh, hey, I can appreciate what I just did and I can look forward to the future now. like that's because I ate rice so well, you know. <laughs> um, so I feel like it might come up there and that'll but again, it, it might be a little forced. Um the thing oh, right. the thing I liked in that lecture is one of our running themes on this show is teaching children to approach sports in a healthy way. Um, right. because he said, uh, well, he, he's talking about preparing. He said that you should set yourself a goal. It should be a reasonable goal, and when you achieve it, you should be happy with that and not feel like you have to do anything more. Um, right. What I liked about that is because there's so many sports anime that will do this thing where, okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna run a uh, hundred laps or I'm gonna do a hundred swings, you know, on with my, with my sure. bat. But then you do a hundred and you're like. Ah, uh, I'm still not good enough. I'm gonna do 500, and everyone's like, "Whoa, he's so talented. He did 500, you know." <laughs> um, but like, actually, it's at a certain point you need to rest your body in order to actually be effective. So he's saying like, that he's like, set a reasonable goal, achieve it, and be be happy with yourself, and don't feel like you need to do everything in one day. Which again is not a message that you can say enough times
1: right and that's fair it's kind of weird too because I mean we, we kind of talk about how that's almost been like a bit more of a modern thing but this is act- like we meant to mention this last uh episode this is actually from like 2006 2007 right? 2007 yeah because
0: because it actually premiered spring 2007 exactly 10 years ago
1: oh okay so we're actually doing a 10-year anniversary Yeah, completely
0: on this. unintentional 10-year anniversary <laughs> Of Big Windup, but yeah.
1: We just wanted to watch Big Windup again.
0: Yeah, exactly. We did want to watch Big Wind-Up, and it was a slow season. But yeah, so it was good. I'm looking forward to uh, next week's episode and seeing how Abe handles uh, his guidance. Yeah. Um, you want to
1: talk about another show? That's the transition. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll talk about Encouragement of Climb, buddy. <laughs> okay, so first episode is about uh, cooking... Ba- uh, Hinata wants to do a cooking competition with Aoi just based off of ingredients or based off of ingredients that you can bring with you Uh to a mountain as well as with like the right type of gear. Uh, Hinata finds herself unexpectedly, like even though she felt like she was dragged into it, she kind of unexpectedly finds herself enjoying it. Uh, And she ends up making a nice paella, a shrimp paella. Right. Uh, Whereas uh, Hinata cheats and uses a freeze dry packaging for like... For a pen with mushroom sauce. Penne. Penne, yeah, penne. Uh, which, actually, her father was the one who even made. So she basically completely cheated out of that. Uh, episode 5 was about a trip, an impromptu trip to a camping and gear store mm-hmm. that they encounter on their way home. And in the store, uh, Hinata, or sorry, Aoi encounters a, gr- a girl named uh, Kayade who is trying to shop for a sleeping bag and <clears throat> asks for Aoi's opinion. Aoi encourages her to go for the more expensive one because she may regret it down the line if she doesn't go for it. And then they exchange numbers. And then the sixth episode, uh, Hinata goads Aoi into choosing a mountain to climb next, uh, even though Hinata really didn't want to. But she ends up doing it. She works up the courage. You mean Aoi didn't... didn't want to. Yeah, oh, I didn't want to. Sorry, I get the two I confused. I know, it's okay. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, so she works up the courage and ends up doing so to... Uh, she ends up getting in contact with uh, Kaede, asking her for advice for different mountains that they can go to and which ones would be good for her. and then the episode ends with uh, Hinata agreeing to go to Mount Takao. Right. Uh, overall, my opinion on the series has not really changed. I do enjoy the series. It's not my favorite series, no. but, you know... It, it, there are a couple of small things I appreciate here uh first of all i I appreciate the slow and subtle character development of Hinata uh, i I like the small steps that they're taking with her um, I like that
0: she actually develops you know i I, I would yeah. say that too because a lot of characters that are sort of built around being wacky and they'll say anything and super energetic they don't actually get developed to The point where it seems like they are doing what they do for a reason or that they have like human empathy you
1: know right
0: um and clearly they're not cheating in that way with her
1: right exactly you know she's just she's very carefree and but you know it's like she does seem to genuinely enjoy being with aoi and i kind of appreciate the fact that aoi is kind of growing like we kind of got to see a nice little progression of her character you know it's short it's not it's very low stakes but it's still, like, you know, I appreciate the fact that she, like, they kind of incorporate the fact that she's actually able to talk to somebody else that's not Hinata now. Like, she actually worked up the courage to get in contact with Kayade herself. Yeah. Uh, like, rather than having Kayade constantly, like, hey, what are you doing here? And be like, oh, I'm so nervous, I don't know what to say. It's like, no, she did herself was she nervous as heck sure like i would probably be too you know trying to get in contact with this new person i had just recently met yeah and just kind of randomly talking to me like uh can you recommend me a mountain to climb yeah
0: yeah (laughs) i i the the other thing i liked about that um yeah with episode six was she did this thing where she emails kaya day for she doesn't call her she just emails her first and says you know like hey i had a question for you can we talk she sends the email and she's like really nervous about it but she sends it anyway and then she sits there for literally one minute and she's like oh she's not gonna respond she must think i'm stupid like uh," (laughs) you know and the show kind of makes fun of her but like we've all had that experience one time or another like you send a text you're not quite sure if it's okay or you send like a friend request on facebook and to, to somebody that you haven't really talked to that much and you're like oh no did i overstep a line um but then it's totally fine You know, like like it usually is in real life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's nice to have these nice little human interactions between them. Again, the characters feel very reasonable Mm -hmm. as people. And I I do appreciate
0: that. Yeah, I think I I also appreciate that they have relatively modest goals for each episode. You know, they don't try to cram too much in. Um, Because, like, for example, with episode four... What do you get out of it? You learn a little bit more about how they're going to cook when they do mountain climbing. You learn about freeze dried food, um, and you learn that Hinata is more considerate that she might, than she might appear, and, right. and that's it. And it doesn't try to do much more than that, um, right? And and so I, I like I like I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, so honestly, like because we've had a shocking number of gir- like cute girls learning how to do. Mild sports. Yeah. Uh, like, more than I was expecting when we first uh-huh. started it's doing mostly this. Mostly
0: cycling, but yeah. <laughs>
1: it's most And it's mostly been cycling. Like, let's be honest. We had ping pong in there too, oh, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know what? Honestly, like, uh, this is kind of turning me around on the genre. It's making me say, hey, you know what? These can be okay sometimes.
0: Yeah. It's not... It's not going to... It's not like they're going to be competitive mountain climbers, but it doesn't feel at least not yet it doesn't feel kind of icky and exploitative the way some of the other
1: shows have yeah and that's true and i think that's it's i think that in its very relatively short length uh help it a lot yeah
0: exactly yeah this over 20 minutes might be a lot to handle
1: yeah exactly but uh, three episodes or three uh, three minutes per episode i can handle
0: that i agree um yeah so good good week overall um tiger tiger mask issues aside but that's to be expected
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much
0: all right well i appreciate your time matt as always Uh, thank you so much for having me uh let's end this episode now our logo design is by james ratcliffe the theme music is fly high by burnout syndromes covered and performed by luke bartka You can follow KoshienCast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is koshiencast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training.